Welcome to the Stone Industry Podcast. Whether you're an experienced agent, new to the industry, a property manager or principal, join us in conversations with fellow industry peers. Stone Industry Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey in real estate. Great to have Matt Clarkson from Stone Hunter Valley with us this afternoon on the Stone Industry Podcast. Matty, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pete. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a great pleasure, mate. Thank you for joining us. Now, Matt, your story, just in a nutshell, is you're 22 years old. I think this is uh, month number 14 for you as a sales agent. Is that correct? Correct, yep. And obviously you're working up there in the Hunter Valley and I just thought it was a really great case study. There are a lot of people in real estate, some who have been going for quite some time and, and not achieving the consistency or success that you've had uh, in a regional market of New South Wales uh, over the last 14 months. So just tell us, Matt, what uh, what's the area that you're concentrating on your business development area or patch? Uh, as in the actual names of the areas, yeah, Pete? Yeah, the, the, the suburbs. Yeah, correct. So you've got Cessnock, uh, Aberdeer, Kersley, Abernethy, Ellington and Kitchener. Okay, so... Sounds like a lot, but there's not. <laughs> okay, so how many uh, dwellings would there be in your core patch? There, I, I regularly or consistently drop 1,850. Yep. There's probably 1,900 to 1,950 total, but I don't drop those other ones. Just as a mixture, whether or not they're, you know, the homes are a little bit more dilapidated than others and so forth, but there's, or, you know, tenanted and, and so on. But 1850. Great. So this is a good um, a good background story because you're you're full of energy. You've got uh, 1850 dwellings in your patch. How consistently would you be dropping something in a letterbox or knocking a door? Are we talking fortnightly, monthly, weekly? So probably yeah, depending. I, I drop the letters myself. I, I have oh, my 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 girlfriend um, and my mum tend to help <laughs> when they can, but very I drop lucky. the letters myself. So yeah, very lucky. Two of my biggest fans. So, um, yeah, every week is ideal, depending on the workload. Like last month, I had six sales. So that was, you know, at the time I had six to seven, well, there was eight open homes. So there was a lot more moving pieces and it was happening probably every kind of 10 to 14 days, so nearly fortnightly. Brilliant. So the key to all of this is consistency, right? You've got 1,850 dwellings. And I know personally that you've been very, very consistent for the last 12 months. Um, in your first full financial year, we're coming up to the end of the first full financial year for you, um, and you've just had a record month, correct? So, t- can you tell us what sort of GCI you wrote in the month of March and April? Uh, yes. So, um, April, I think April was a little. Um, actually, man, I'm just trying to. Yeah, April was was the record. So that's at fifty fifty three k for the month. Brilliant. And March, March was a little lower. I think it was lingering around thirty-five to thirty-eight k for the month. Well, you know what? Congratulations. Firstly, they're, they're tremendous months. Um, just over a year in sales, mm. and in the middle of this whole COVID pandemic lockdown thing as well. So we're we're mm. moving yeah, out of that you. now. We're June, but they are phenomenal months, and largely as a result of your consistency and in, in your personal marketing and promotion. Would you say? Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. So give us a rundown. What's the Matt Clarkson? Um, schedule what what sort of things are you doing to promote yourself and market and lead generate okay so probably when i when i first started because i was in the industry for i've been in the, in the industry for six years and i moved into a bit more of an associate role with the guy i was working with at the time yep. and as i branched out from that associate role i thought you know all good people know the brand people understand that we do a lot of sales and volume but no one really knew me which is you know the, the key to the start so first things first was 
very, very heavy on door knocking. Out of all the appraisals I've done uh, to date over the past uh, 13 to 14 months, I've done 259 appraisals um, in that time. 48% of those were from door knocking. So I really do enjoy door knocking. It does have its ups and downs. So the main thing for me uh, and my strategy, I, I suppose, is playing a bit more of the long game, is that I meet people, build the database, and send them regular content that's useful, not just random stuff. Um, so that's probably my, my main approach. And uh, that's a lot of door knocking, a lot of letterbox dropping. Um, I'm very prominent. I like to think that I'm pretty prominent on social media. I love to do social media give giveaways as well. Pretty much any event in the year, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, anything I can think of, I just give away a bunch of free stuff. It doesn't have to be overly expensive. I probably never spend anything more than 150 bucks, and I just give it away. And you know, at the end of the at the end of the day, I'm, my Facebook page is getting a lot of shares. I think it's you know in excess of 100, 150 shares just on that one post, which is great. Spreads the name. Um, mostly hotspotting other agents' listings. I did that more so when I had nothing of my own to really go out and hotspot off, I'd actually go and knock on doors or drop letters and let people know that another agent had listed a property in the street or had sold a property in the street. That worked pretty well. Tended yes. to get a lot of people interested in knowing kind of what they're selling for and what they're asking. So, Yeah, it's a really good strategy. I mean, the, the door knocking, um, a lot of people would shy away from that. Clearly, that's worked pretty well in a regional area. What, what, what are you yeah. saying? Like I'm Matt from Stone. <clears throat> Yeah, so I'll, I'll generally, and it's actually in the, in the shed, which we have, as you know, Pete, internal with, with Stone, but it's just usually a price drive letter with my own little bit of a twist on it. Dear Sir, Madam, or hello, or whatever it is, I'm just letting you know that I'll be evaluating homes in the street, in the block, in the area, whichever it was, whichever I had enough time to do. And I would generally drop that letter and then door knock two to three days later. The chances of someone going to their letterbox that day and, and door knocking about it wasn't very high. So I'd wait two or three days. And then I would go out and door knock and I would literally just knock on the door and say, hello, it's Matt from Stone Real Estate. I won't take up too much of your time. Uh, you may have seen this letter. I always have the letter with me uh, just so that it's kind of that, it, you know, jogs their memory. If they do remember seeing the letter, half the time it goes straight to the bin. Uh, you might have seen this letter. Uh, they'll either say yes and we chat from there. If they say no, I'll just say in a nutshell, it was about offering homeowners in the area market update. And I was wondering if you would like to know the value of your property, even if you're not thinking of selling. So what kind of percentage of people, you, you knock on 100 doors, how many people would say, yeah, come in and have a look? At one point, actually, on my first day, on my, well, well, I think it was the first week I went out, I knocked on 10 doors straight and appraised 10 homes there and then on the spot. So <laughs> that was <laughs> a little overwhelming. Um, but, mate, I've actually got the total, the door knocks in total. So I use an app called Spotio. It used to be free. I think it's paid for now. It's an American app. But I've still got the free version, which is amazing. It lets you drop pins. It's just Google Maps, but it lets you drop pins on the addresses and it keeps track of them. Um, total to date, I've knocked on 925 doors, 250 leads, 280 not interested, and 250 not home. So pretty well broken down. So how many MAs out of the 925 did you get? Uh, uh, well, it was 48% just under half. So it'll be around just, yeah, just over. Brilliant, brilliant. Should be just over 100, yeah. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, you've done 259 market appraisals for almost a 50% strike rate. Um, oh, sorry, 50% 50, 50 of those MAs, I beg your pardon, came from door knocking with that very dialogue. Um, 925 uh, uh, door knocks, which, which is amazing. And then you layer that up with your letters and all your property-centric marketing, just listed, invitation to inspect, just sold, etc. cetera. Uh, you've got your Facebook campaigns, you're saying you're doing giveaways, and I see this stuff on Facebook myself. So for a young guy starting out mm. um, a sales career in a regional area, by the way, just for everyone listening, what's your average sale price? Uh, for, yeah, yeah, around 400 it's about $393. Okay, so a lot of people in metro areas would, would be double, triple, maybe even 
four times that amount in, in terms of Easily. average sale price. So you're really cranking out the volume and I don't want to embarrass you by saying this, but you're on track to do a quarter of a million dollars this financial year. We spoke mm -hmm. a couple of days ago and uh, we kind of had the discussion that you've got a, a number of listings still sitting there and if you were to exchange mm -hmm. all of those in the next 28 days of, of this month, which is June 2020, then then you would break $250,000. And that was a bit exciting for you to hear uh, or, or to mm -hmm. recognise, not to hear. So I think that's a phenomenal first year in the industry uh, selling on your own two feet. What do you plan mm -hmm. to do next year? Are you going to change anything? That's actually that's actually something that I'll be chatting with you about very very soon. But um, yeah, I've already I've already got things down on my goal board, both personal achievements and for work and um, and for my obviously for the career. So yeah, that's something I'm ideally wanting to ramp everything up. I really in the next twelve to eighteen months, I'm wanting to have a PA of my own, someone that can just be doing that kind of lead gen stuff, um, and I can just kind of focus on obviously on the bread and butter selling selling and listing, which is great. Um, but next year, I definitely want to do, I want to break 300K in yep. GCI. And I think that um, I'm really not that far off um, this financial year. So I, I yeah, definitely want to push harder to get that next year. That's the goal. There's no ceiling, but that's the goal. Well, I can tell you when we have a conversation, it'll be uh, it'll be a good deal higher than three. That's only another 50 from what you're about to do. So you need a good yeah, stretch yeah. target, Matt, and I know you're capable. So you, you want to ramp things up a little bit. Is there anything that you've done in the last 12 months that you would stop doing? In terms of lead generation activities, that the, the, like maybe the least productive activities. Um, like before we had it, before we were having this chat, I actually looked um, in our CRM and my CRM to have a look at what was the the probably the least performing, um, yeah, lead gen activity that I was doing. And I think at the time it was um, when I'd looked, it was like one or two percent were coming from um, either social media mm -hmm. or. Um, Open homes are actually quite low. Uh, I know that. I think that was around four or five percent. Not a lot of business comes from open homes, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, that was that was probably the, the lower amount. It's obviously not going to stop doing opens. Um, but on on actual on actual listing numbers, yeah, open homes weren't weren't really that high. But the main thing, yeah, just social media. I think, as you know, people if they call you for an appraisal, I always do my best without interrogating to ask why you're calling. Was it the sign? Was it the letter? Was it my social media? What was it? But as you know, some people will say, oh, it was the letter. But really, it was the sign they saw the day before or it was the social media post they saw yep. and then the letter just prompted them. So it is hard to really narrow down, but for the most part, we, we get enough info out of them. Yeah. Look, we talk quite a bit about this layering effect. So if you've got social media posts going out, you know, minimum two or three times a week, um, mm. you know, three or four times, then that's... Just in the background, people are seeing that. And I know you you don't do a lot of, I just listed this or I just sold that. It's more community-based or more giveaway competition type things. So you're getting recognition. Mm. I think that mm. the mainstream stuff, door knocking, cold calling, warm calling, open houses, we'll definitely look at the open house inspection ratio with you and, and what are you doing, what could you do differently, better uh, to, yep. to increase that. And I think really sensible Absolutely. agents like yourself really have a critical eye with all the legion activities that they're doing and they're looking i mean just talking to you now for the last 10 or so minutes you know the percentages you're converting um the numbers you, you of ma's you've done the percentage that came from door knock for example cold calls or warm calls you just know your numbers and any great business person knows their numbers any great real estate professional know their numbers so i think number one credit to you but when we look at those things or any agent might be listening to this looks at the the success that they're getting from each legion activity 
and using the 80-20 rule, if you like, you can, you can have a look at the most productive things and then you could you could have a, a conversation about whether or not the least productive things you could do better or is it worthwhile dropping those off and adding some new things in. Mm. So fair, fair comment? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think there was – I can't remember where I heard it. I know it's something that's said a lot and, it, it, I mean, because it makes sense. It's just uh, – that's understandable. But there was someone that actually said it. I don't know if it was Chris Gilmore or – it was a it was an interview that I saw years ago, but someone had said that at the end of the day, more conversations equals more money. And I know that's something whoever said it at the time, it stuck with me. But um, and that's true. And I think I'm happy to do market updates. So many people in town, if I go out door knocking, and people will literally say, "Oh, what does it cost?" And you know, oh, you know, agents just never give me a written report, and they're blown away with what they get back. They get a proper A4 size. It's a cover letter that says, "I understand you're not selling right now. If anything changes, let me know, so that they're comfortable knowing that this isn't a sales pitch." Mm -hmm. A little bit of info about stone, not overload, Um, comparable sales, most importantly, the actual price of their property at the time, Um, and then just you know testimonials and all the rest of it. But they're blown away because it comes in a nice folder, it's binded, and all the rest of it. And they say, "You know, we had, uh, I'll say, we had another agent um, that that came around and had a look at the the place, and you know, he just kind of." waved his drink bottle around and, and said, well, that's what I think it's worth and walked out and they forgot a week later. So I just think if you're able to have more conversations with people and they're blown away and they happen to tell a neighbor or a friend, it just kind of stems from there. And if I'm having, you know, if I've got 259 appraisals on the books and, and I'm just constantly kind of contacting these people with relevant info, hopefully they keep just feeding it out. And that's probably my main thing I'm conscious of is I don't care if I'm sitting in front of someone that's not selling right now. I don't treat anyone any differently to whether they're selling now or 10 years, but hopefully they tell someone that that is right now sort of thing. I think that's great. It's really sensible stuff coming from from anybody to acknowledge those things. You said before you're playing the long game, which is really intelligent. In any any business or in any endeavour, really, you do need to play the long game, not the short game. But clearly, within 12 months, most people would say that is a really short time frame to get good payback. And you're writing great figures in year one, but you've had this strategy. You mentioned a goal yeah. board before. Um, you knew what you wanted to write this year, which which was yeah. what? Can I can I ask you to share that? What was your goal for? Yeah, Jessica? sure. But well, um, first, actually, I'll make sure I look at it so I get the exact figure right. Um, first year, I wanted to do 192x um, GST. So I wanted to do yeah, just over 200, which I've which I've done. Yep, you did. You've, yep. already, you've already done and then, that, and you've got time to go. Which is which is pretty pretty amazing as well that you're going to not only break your own record but you've got this goal board. You don't have rigid attachment to the outcome though. You know where you want to go, and then you kind of trust that it's just going to happen, right? I mean, you're not hung up on the 192 or whichever figures you've got. And I know that a person like you breaks it all down. You know, the GCI, how many listings you'll need, how many sales you'll need to make, how many market appraisals you need you'll need to do, um, which is tremendous. So. You, you've got this great business acumen in, in um, going on. And the other thing that you've got going on in spades, Matt, is this raw business energy or new business energy. So you mentioned an agent mm. that might walk into a home, wave their hand around, their drink bottle around and, and say... And Always proclaim, the drink bottle. <laughs> well, and proclaim that I think the house is worth blah, blah, blah. So mm. one of the things that we can all take from this chat is this new business energy. Don't lose it. Even if you've been in the business 10 years... People buy our enthusiasm. They want to be influenced. They want somebody energetic. They want somebody who's confident and positive about things. And you're exuding that. So I think that's a, that's a large part of the secret sauce or the X factor that goes into making you um, the great young professional agent that you are. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm very big on complacency. Like I, I don't, I don't like complacency. I had a listing presentation with one of my younger brother's best friend's mothers lost their father to, or lost her husband to cancer very, very quickly. Um, went through a hard patch. Now they're selling the family home. And she actually said, "Oh, Matt, it's, it's me. You, you don't need to show me the marketing." And I just said, "Libby, with respect, the suit's on. I'm here to help you sell this property. I'm not going to be complacent because if two to three months down the track it's not selling, you point the finger at your agent." And I want everyone to understand what's happening moving forward. And there's a lot of complacency around here. A lot of older agents. I'm the youngest selling agent. There's a lot of complacency, and I don't go around and point out other agents. It's not the way I choose to play the game. But I would sooner just make sure that there's no complacency involved. Yeah, what I do and, um, yeah. You know, John McGrath used to say that uh, if you're good enough, you're old enough, which is it doesn't matter whether you're 18 mm. or 28 or 108. You know, if you're good enough to do the job, people will call you in, and clearly that's what's happening. Last thing I just wanted mm. to discuss, Matt, is accountability. So how accountable are you and to whom are you accountable? Is it to your principal, David? Um, have you got, I don't know, talk us through mm. that. Oh, well, as you know, uh, we've had a few chats. I'm pretty hard on myself. Um, I I couldn't say there's probably any one person. Like obviously our principal David, we do have regular catch ups or it's weekly catch ups. Um, anything in the in the meantime, I obviously chat with him. There's there's probably not any one person that I go to and say this is what I did. You know, I want to push for more. You need to keep you know put a, put a foot up my backside or anything like that. But yeah, certainly pretty pretty hard on myself. So. Yeah. yeah, you are. You expect a lot out of yourself and, and, and uh, you can be disappointed if you don't hit the targets that you've set. But you're certainly a part of the Stone Mentoring Group, which is great. You, you attend a lot of training regularly. I know that. You and I chat pretty mm. regularly uh, as well. And you've got David, um, your principal there, who, who's wonderful, sits down with you weekly for a one-on-one. So in a nutshell, you've got great accountability. You've, you've set a plan and you've just been very consistent to work that plan this year. Again, with non-rigid attachment to the outcome, yet there you are having achieved your your annual target uh, probably five weeks before the end of the full year. So Matt Clarkson from Stone in the Hunter Valley, I really appreciate your time for talking to us today on the Stone Industry Podcast. Good luck for the next 12 months, my friend, and uh, I'll look forward to speaking with you soon. Cheers, Pete. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Industry Podcast. To learn more about us, be sure to visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player, so you don't miss out on any future conversations with industry peers. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate our ratings on iTunes, or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information to inform and inspire you. Bye for now.